First and foremost, welcome to the Loose Impediments podcast. My name is Liz. My name is Juneshine. So y'all, this is episode four that we're currently recording. And this is about three days after we released episode one. Yeah. And I can't say this enough. I thank you all so much for listening and giving us such wonderful, wonderful compliments. I know I joke a lot about constructive compliments, but we, I mean, we had no expectations about how this was going to be received and it has been overwhelming support and we really appreciate it. That being said, now let's talk some shit. We did have a lovely listener who, um, their name is, no, I'm kidding. I'm not going to give you all of it. This this person also said that they thought I sounded like Kourtney Kardashian. Somebody else on the other podcast that I have, Queer Asian Podcast Club, um, there was a review of it. Some like blog or whatever wrote a review of it. And it Jesus. starts off with the host, Maya, to the ears. She's just a girl from Southern California. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, that's what they said. Look, I am. I think it goes without saying that both Maya and I are up for feedback and we're open to yeah, making absolutely. this space a better platform for people. Um But I do have to say, I love that our one criticism came from a dude that calls us aggressive. I love that. Okay, I have two immediate things about this. One, if you're going to call me aggressive, you think I've never fucking heard that before? Every day of my life, somebody is like, you're a bit aggressive. And then I go, yeah, but I'm hot. So, like, what, what does it matter? You know what I'm saying? And then two, like, be more creative. Like, if you're going to... If you're going to try to comfort us and what we're doing, like, don't say aggressive. Be like, I want to smite you with my broadsword. Like, give me something good. You know what I mean? Like, give me some whimsy. Don't be like, oh, you're aggressive. Yeah. You know what I mean. I do. And then the the second part of that feedback or whatever you want to call it was that Maya sounds like a Kardashian, which, hey, you know what? You're hotter. No, I'm not, I, I by no means was saying that was a bad thing. I just no, think it's, it's really funny because I, I'm like me and Kourtney Kardashian. I would not put that, you know, like I wouldn't think of her and I having such an intimate similarity. You guys have a lot of like Travis Barker. That is true. You've talked about Travis. I did talk about Travis Barker. I did so talk about So maybe, and I think this is a great learning lesson. Maybe the world's a little bit more connected than you think. On that note. Thank you all for listening, and And let's get into it. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Maya, I do have a question for you, though. Uh, Tell me, what's on your mind, dude? What's on your golfing mind? Fucking Mm -hmm. bar stool sports. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. I just, look, I don't know. I always want to go into these things trying to be like, there's some good part of it or like there's some redeeming part of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, maybe there is. And at the same time, it's not like, I don't know. It's not like looking at Amazon and being like, Amazon is super exploitive of its workers. And it's a business that provides accessibility to disabled folks in like a really really important way mm-hmm. um and so like those are two things that need to be held and acknowledged it, it, that reminds me of the example when people buy like fast fashion yeah sh- fast fashion is terrible for the world but sometimes that's people's only option so yeah you know anyway but yeah so barstool like i just there isn't any redeeming thing there like even if there is it doesn't stand out to me as like being like, we should hold it at the same time with, like, all of the bullshit that mm-hmm. Barstool does. And the reason why is their fucking founder, what, D- We don't consist- say that name. Make sure, it, we'll have to put in the in the notes about this, I'll have to put asterisks. Connor, just, like, bleep those out. Yeah, yeah, Connor. Can you do, like, um, uh, like whale sounds a Star or Wars noise? Like, one of the people yeah. from Star Wars, um, it could be yeah. a Wookiee, it could be, um, what are you the know, little hairy guys that wear the hoods? Ewok. Wait, the you mean guys? Jawas? Jawas? The little, the itty-bitty Jawas. Guys? Yes, yeah. Jawas. And they'll just be like, ee, you know? We need one of those. Hey, Kyle,
you sound like I hope that I'm not spoiling this for anyone who's watching the book of Boba Fett, but Amy Sedaris's character you <laughs> fucked a Jawa. Okay. Honestly, I'm not joking. Like a full fucking plot point in that episode was that okay, Amy this Sedaris is a spoiler alert. Fucked a Jawa. Amy Sedaris, Sedaris fucks. Okay, she honestly a Jawa. You cannot bring up our Lord and Savior, Amy Sedaris, in the same five-minute span that you bring up that piece of shit. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I went to... Okay, back on track. Apology back on track. Um, Yeah, so this Portnoy asshole, right? Like, I don't know. Liz, tell me the genesis. Uh, can you look up, like, the history of Barstool? Oh, the, the history of Barstools. Oh, my God. I would love to do that. So... But, like, even recently, right, like, David Portnoy, there was, like, a, a paper, a paper, an article that came out um, uh, that was talking about allegations of sexual assault, sexual mm-hmm. misconduct. More um, women have come forward on that, too. Yeah. Even as of three days ago, there are still more women coming forward. So, yeah, basically, a lot of women have come forward and have, you know, had their own experiences of sexual assaults, uh, sexual misconduct. Um, oh, Leona McGuire just won the drive yeah. on. Yeah. And it's a big deal because so first she, actually, Irish woman. Yeah. First Irish woman. And then what's really crazy is that Seamus Power is leading um, the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So if they win, it would be the first time ever that two Irish folk have won in the same week on the major tours, which would be oh. fucking sick. My kids. That's mean. amazing. That's amazing. Okay. Anyways. But so basically this Portnoy asshole, there mm-hmm. are a lot of women that have come forward um, with allegations oh, yeah. of sexual assault and like, which is unsurprising to the least, which Zero also surprise. makes it, even more upsetting he has clearly been used doing this for a long period of time and so when one of those articles came out i think it was the first one um Mm -hmm. one of the women was named uh Mm -hmm. and he publicly on twitter went after Mm -hmm. her like shaming Mm -hmm. her um like let me see if i can find the tweets it's disgusting Mm um and What's even more insane is, like, I believe in this whole, like, him trying to defend himself by, like, gaslighting and, you know, being an asshole. Um, He also is trying to defend himself by being, like, Barstool, a sexist company, will tell that to us who, like, launched the careers of these two YouTubers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, like, what? So, so to answer, so for a couple of uh, follow-ups to your initial um, start, uh, Barstools was founded in 2003. It began as a print publication, which was distributed in the Boston metro area. And it's okay. now, it's, so it originated as a gambling advertisement and fantasy sports kind of publication. Um, the It's currently owned by the... Chernin Group. I don't know if I'm pronouncing oh, that right. Yeah, Chernin. Chernin, and then yeah. Penn National Gaming, which is one of the largest like gambling platforms. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of had you know like little acquisitions here and there. They moved to New York City from Boston. Then they started doing um, the televised barstool rundown of the uh, Super Bowl in 2017 on Comedy Central. Like it's the epitome of like that brand that just like gets their roots in so many places. So then three, four five years go by and now it's like a fucking huge. And it's frat, it's frat boy humor. It's, it's just gross. like a, a big frat, which mm-hmm. is all like, if you look no. at their shit, it's all about and all centered around misogyny, like yeah. misogynistic, um, yeah. whether it's like, misogyny directly towards women or just their general understanding and presentation of right. masculinity saturdays like, are for the boys bullshit exact, so it, i i wanted to also mention too while i was looking up the uh you know the barstool history um look like i'm not i don't i don't want to name names of people who come forward about their assault um i think it's 
a really, really traumatic uh, experience. And so if, if the listeners want to do their own research on David Portnoy and the women that have come forward, um, the only thing that we ask is that you fucking respect the women that come forward because, mm-hmm. like, that level of trauma, I mean, to talk about somebody that seems so, like, untouchable or, you know, again, it's like he's built this entire brand on being fucking vile to women, exploiting women, abusing women, getting women drunk, talking about, you know, like, oh, she was blacked out or some, you know, like, there's always violence against women involved, you know, so even like foreplay and and we'll get into foreplay stuff, but they're part of the same umbrella. So it's like, you know, it's like that argument when people say like, oh, not all of it's bad, but it's a bad platform yeah, in general. Tell us about one of the most upsetting things that happened. What was it last year when the uh, one NCAA yeah. uh, section so, championship was? Yeah. So there was a sectional championship or a regional, excuse me. This was a regional championship and this was held last year. Um, and it was the region that was in, it was LSU. So it was in Baton yeah. Rouge. It was held at LSU's home course, um, which is, I mean, one of the hardest golf courses that I played and I fucking um, have a lot of nightmares about that place. <laughs> But, yeah, so basically what happened is that last year during – this was peak COVID in May, um, the there was a lot of debate on whether or not the players were going to play or not going to play. But the, the really fucked up thing is that they were going to postpone the tournament because of weather. Um, so they the, the course got a lot of rain, and then the players were expected to go play. Obviously – so – I shouldn't say obviously because people don't know this. Not everybody is a athlete, but <laughs> um, so in order for uh, on the golf side of things, in order for you to make it to nationals, you have to compete in a regional tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when you, when you think about like, sure, your large division one programs, you know, your Alabama's, your California schools, your, like your UCLA, your Kentucky, um, like schools like that, that have a really good chance of making it. They, they're selected to go to their regional event. And then it's the top eight finishers from each region go to, uh, the NCAA championship. But like, if you think of a smaller division one conference or a smaller division one school that makes it, let's say like a, I don't know, like a Dayton, Dayton's golf team. Let's say they win their, their conference and then they get to go to regions. They get to go to regionals. That's a huge opportunity for their school to potentially go to nationals. It happened here in New York um, on the men's side of things. The, uh, so LIU Long Island university, their men's team won their, conference last year it was the first time in program history that they ever made it to regionals that's huge for schools it sets the bar for recruiting it sets the bar for funding it sets the you know like it can change a lot so these it goes without saying that these regional tournaments are really important so there was inclement weather that was had already hit and then there was more coming so the ncaa just decided to cancel the event no makeup no rain date um, which, which is not common. Devastating. Oh no, and, and no, like that is one single. That was unprecedented. Uh, unprecedented. There was no shot that was hit. Um, nothing. They didn't even ask players. They didn't consult with players. They didn't. It was four people went inside, talked about it, and then left. And so the but the really big like it gets worse, but you know, the big, when this, when this dude made this announcement that they were canceling the whole tournament, he said that the course wasn't in championship condition, um, which like one, what does that mean? Like I've, we, I I don't know how many times we talked about this. We talked about this on episode one, right? It's like we, I've played on, we've played on aerated greens. We played on wet greens. We've played on standing water, fucking hurricanes fucking 120 degree weather 
so I, you know, I'm not going to accuse them of saying they're just lazy and they didn't want to figure it out, but like, who knows, you know? So basically what happened, how they decided who moves on is the top 16, the top six seeds from that event got to automatically go to, uh, the NCAA championship, which is, was it Greyhawk golf club last year in Scottsdale, Arizona? Yeah. So like, there are still these wonderful stories about like, uh, university of Maryland. They were the first, that was their first trip to nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Oregon, yeah. Oregon also went, that was their first time there in a long time. Like, but you know, the thing that's really like monstrous, monstrous, <laughs> monstrous about this whole thing is that, a lot of these players are already trying to navigate COVID era sports. And a lot of those players were done. Like that was their senior year. That was it. They yeah. got no, they got nothing to finish out on. Like, like there's no just chance. no chance, no nothing. So here's where it gets even more evil, um, which at first glance, it doesn't seem evil, but it yeah. is um, the bar stools and foreplay umbrella um also i like how you keep making barstool plural it's just one one barstool well it's a congregation of a lot of fucking douchebags maya okay (laughs) i make it a point to not know the fucker's name that founded it and i make it a point to not know the fucking company because they can eat my asshole Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're being not a little in a bit good aggressive. way. You're being not... a little bit aggressive. Oh my God. You're right. Sorry. Let me get my petunias and my tutu back out. Cause I'm a woman. Thank I'm you. a petite woman. Yeah. With exactly. large, low swinging breasts. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. So the really fucked up thing is that, um, foreplay and bar stool decided, um, they, put together an event for all of the teams that did not get to play. So they basically took the regional field that was at Baton Rouge, gave them a golf tournament. Obviously it doesn't count towards the NCAA, but it was just a chance for the girls that couldn't move on to go play and to finish. And, you know, to be honest, like if I were a player, I, that would feel great. I mean, I think that would be like a really wonderful experience, but Wait, didn't the NCAA, like, allow it? Right, wasn't the NCAA like, yeah, we'll take girls from this? Mm-mm. Sorry, the way that I phrased that was bad. No, no. Um, no, it was, like, an unofficial. Um, so, here, I'm pulling up the Golf Channel's, um, Golf Channel's article about it. This was written by, this is a real name, Brentley Romine. Anyway, um um here we go okay so um (laughs) here we go in the aftermath of the ncaa's decision to cancel the ncaa division one women's regional golf tournament at the university club in baton rouge louisiana because of inclement weather barstool sports has stepped up to create a consolation tournament for the teams quote i don't want them to end their careers like that barstool's sam riggs bazoian yeah. told golf week at bar as barstool was working diligently to secure a golf course and a hotel for the 12 teams that were eliminated without hitting a shot while also getting the event approved. Oh, it got approved by the NCAA. Yeah. Um, but the players, um, okay. In order for the event to meet compliance standards, the team must compete as unattached individuals. They will be able to wear their team gear and they can identify, they have to identify as playing for their team. But heaven forbid if they identify as, you know, non-binary. Anyway. But um, the any team competition will be unofficial. So it was basically okay. the NCAA saying that they can represent their schools as opposed to playing in amateur events like the U.S. Amateur yeah. or something like that. But no, the players were not Okay, able that's what I was like, I remember... On. NCAA saying they were okay with it, but I just didn't remember to what extent. Yeah. So, you know, at, again, like at first glance, this is great news. You know, it's like, it's wonderful that these girls could, um, have a chance to go play, like to end their careers. I mean, that's just incredible. 
And it probably felt really good for them to be like, yo, somebody gives a fuck about us to like put a tournament on for us in such a short amount of time. But the thing that I get lost with is that it's barstool. <laughs> like, it's and it a, also it's... feels, it felt so performative. Like when it was barstool being like, let them play support women. It's like golf and all of that. It's like, obviously yes, mm-hmm. but like, where were you before this? Like, why it's, does yeah, it feel to me like you're like a it's a wolf like in sheep's clothing type of thing? Like, it's a Grayson like, oh, wolf. It's a Grayson wolf in a sheep's clothing. And yeah. I and I think that like, look at the end of the day, what I want I I I want to make sure that no player, no girl that was in that field feels anything but great about that event. And they're, I hope yeah. they had a wonderful experience. I, um, I would definitely encourage them to do, to inform themselves on what Barstool is founded by. Well, and, I don't, you know, Portnoy and all this bullshit, but you I, know, I mean, I was going to say, I don't think like, I mean, I think everybody knows what Portnoy has done and like, by no means is it the there any fault or blame or anything that any of the girls who played in this tournament care mm-hmm. like they they don't they like did absolutely nothing and if i was in their position i would have played in this tournament too like what absolutely I think, I think for me what's so frustrating about it is that barstool it looks like this kind of look we did a good thing and then they're kind of like you know, hawking it around, continually being like, look at this good thing we did. We're mm-hmm. feminists. We did this mm-hmm. one thing. It seems like the one thing they did was super opportunistic so that they could in the future be like, look at this thing we yeah. did. Use it as leverage. And I will and say just, too, uh, yeah. Um, since uh, this was obviously, so this was May of last year. We're, you know, we're coming up on a year from this tournament. Since then, our, that, shining beacon that really great guy that provided that awesome quote to golf channel uh riggs is now a tailor-made athlete and i'm not you know i'm not gonna obviously again i'm not naming names here but i uh know a couple people that work at tailor-made we know a couple people that work at tailor-made golf is a very small world like the golf industry is you know, I have a lot of respect for a lot of people in this industry, but it can be messy. And it is messy when you work at these large, you know, you work at like the big powerhouses, like the Callaways, the TaylorMades, the, you know, it's like the big yeah. companies. And I posted about this and then subsequently got into a conversation with a dear friend of mine who uh, had a role to play in this. And I just said like, hey, you know, I appreciate the the grow the game kind of thing that you're going for. Ultimately, women are not safe in the barstool world. Like, if you're a fan of it or you laugh at the stupid videos where somebody is fucking jumping off a fucking roof into their pool, okay, that's fine. Like, whatever. That's what you... Yeah. That's, Jackass that's not is the point. different then like we love our jackass we love jackass we love jackass Jackass. was so formative to my childhood barstool is not jackass exactly barstool like to to like if i see if i have to see one more girl that's an undergrad that's just blackout annihilated that just appears on one of these barstool and even like their barstool like university chapter like instagrams and social pages it's like you know I, I, so anyway, back to this Riggs conversation. So, you know, the approach that my friend that's at TaylorMade was basically saying like, yo, you know, I'm trying to get everybody involved in the game. And that includes people like Riggs. And the, the issue that I have with that is that people like Riggs, people like that are big barstool people, people that work at barstool are fan of barstools. They are never going to have a problem being in golf or in any environment. Those are, again, like these frat guys, these bros, these, like, that is the safest person in the U.S. is a 
is uh, Dave Portnoy, unfortunately, yeah. is a Riggs, right? Especially in the golf world. Like, and, and so, you know, the whole thing that I was getting at is like, what about people like Tiger Hood? What about people like him, you and me? What about people like, you know, people that are actually like in communities that are really trying to make things better without um, well, a sexual also, assault uh, uh, accusation coming forward? Well, also, it's like, not only that, Bricks is also pretty well known in the golf world. Like He's a he bad golfer. If this person who who I know, um, that was their kind of like reasoning. I want to get more people into the game. This dude is already in the game, and like, I mean, you have these manufacturers have a lot of power, right? And mm -hmm. I think that is a really big part of what's holding the game back because you need money. Like, mm -hmm. simple fact is for golf in a way that's, you know, much more expensive than most sports, you need money. And yeah. like we were talking about, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast about how fucking expensive it was for us or and anyone to play pro, especially women on the mini tours and, and even on the LPGA. And mm -hmm. what would make that easier is financial support and sponsorships, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. yet Callaway, TaylorMade, what they sponsor a fraction of players on the mm -hmm. women's tours mm -hmm. uh and even then the deals aren't as lucrative i mean you look at nike right nike only has um michelle Wee as their like prominent female golfer like female mm -hmm. pro yeah and it's like and she plays i mean now she's a mother and you know like she yeah. doesn't play golf every single week and i think too like you know I think what gets really, um, you know, again, like it's not growing the game, but another example, uh, example, what example of this is like a guy like Riggs. I'm, I don't know what his contract, I don't know like the fine details of his contract, but at the very least he's getting free product. Yeah. If, um, but like if, if, you know, if you're going to post about it on social, they're probably getting paid, but Anyway. Also, it shows well. It shows that like Taylor made it stands behind this dude, and yeah, like you exactly. know they they have a par that partnership, right? I would love, I would love to see the con the like the the uh, contract between like a Charlie Hall who is a Taylor made golfer and Riggs. Oh, I think it would just be infuriating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, especially when you look at. Like, I'm, I'm, we're putting TaylorMade on just because they were... If it was Callaway that Riggs had signed on to, we'd be having the same talk. It would just and be summing famously, out a different... Callaway did give a lot of product to fucking Colton Underwood, who, like, boy, I'm so happy you are living your true self, and this is nothing about you being gay, because I love you, my queer mm -hmm. athlete friend. And really fucking creepy that you put a fucking tracking device on Tracker. an but yeah. no, like if it was anywhere else, I mean, like I, I do have to just say briefly that Callaway did give clubs to the Kardashians, which I love because Kim is, I love Kim and people need to stop being assholes to her. I honestly, I agree. I think Kim She's great. is She's honestly really fucking great. Like, look, look, if I, the amount of effort that that woman puts on to just be the like the most i know i joke about being hot but like she truly is serving every single moment of her day like but it's not even woman, just that she like oh yeah she does a lot of great you know, like, work and she's she's gotten a lot of people out of jail for like oh no I minor gonna, drug charges and i things wasn't like gonna that. say just that it's like the way which like her insane kindness towards Kanye and like the ways in which she's and like, yeah, there's more kind of messiness happening on social media this week, but still throughout it all. Right. Kim has shown such kindness and empathy and, you know, support for Kanye's mental health. Right. Like she yeah, has, 
you know, like has never said anything bad and I think has made like it's really admirable to see a spouse, a partner who is clearly going through like a really fucking hard time with kids and with, uh, you know, a partner that's unstable and mm-hmm. who, you know, definitely was hurt as, you know, how could you not be hurt yeah. either side? And for her to still show that compassion and that kindness, it's like, you're a fucking great person. Like, yeah, that's, that's sick. And really you know what's even thing. more sick? Yeah, it's, uh, that's amazing. And what's even more incredible is that she and her family are fucking into golf, which is like, again, like I was, so I, I met up with uh, one of my girlfriends and a group of her friends last night. I swear to God, like golf has that way of, I always talk about golf with people oh, that yeah. I first meet. I always, people always want, like, it's that sport that truly connects everyone, even if they've never played before yeah. or if they played with their dads growing up. Like, it is such a nostalgic sport for people. And yes. so when you, like, again, it's like this, these, like, barstool people, these foreplay people, these fucking, like, these brands that are just founded on misogyny, when those kind of brands start getting put on and put, you know, like getting a ton of success in the golf world, I just can't help but think like, what about me and like my peers that are scrambling for money or scrambling for the ability to, to pay for a set of clubs or a plane ticket or a hotel or whatever? You know, and for context, too, like I will say, I, you know, I like to be transparent and I like to be honest. Um, my current set, which is 99% tailor-made clubs, um, I also, like, have been fitted. So these are, like, custom specs for me. My set of clubs is over $2,000 for just my irons. And my driver, the shaft of my driver alone is almost $900. So yeah, it's like... I gave- I had a spare shaft that I wasn't using, um, mm-hmm. and I love talking about shafts. Oh, shaft <laughs> but, balls, baby. On that note, but I'm I gave another it another beer. I, I gave it to Brad because I was like, dude, like, this is, you know, at least a $500 shaft. Like, I'm yeah, not, shaft. I don't need it. Like, yeah, and you, you know, know what? take it. Look, Brad is our Lord and Savior, and honestly, like, he he deserves every bit of that $500. He deserves $500 and more. He deserves $500 for opening his eyes. But, um, and on that note, let's plug, you guys should go check out the Scratch, uh, uh, the Scratch YouTube series that they have going on for Black History Month. Um, that's our plug for Brad. <laughs> that's that is our, our plug for Brad. On every, and that's going to be the last hour. time we ever, ever talk about him. Um, this podcast, yeah. we're going to take a short break for our sponsors to our sponsor, Bradford Wilson. Um, this man, you know, you you have been on the market looking for a friend like him. And not only is he going to lift you up to the sky and beyond, oh, I wish. But, but he will always remind you to keep your lips moisturized. Ooh, so he- next time... Next time that you're feeling a little bit down, just go find yourself a little Bradford Wilson. I mean, honestly. And things will come right back around. Honestly, Brad, our son, father, S-O-N, father, we love you. But I think. Back to the show. Back to the show. Back to the show. But I do, you know, like, again, I am all about, um, you know, like girls getting their coin and girls getting their opportunity. And I think the thing that's just, I can't get over about, I mean, we're a year, almost a year removed from this situation. And this Riggs signing with TaylorMade just happened a few days ago. Um, for context, it's, uh, what, what's the date? February 5th. This happened mm-hmm. last week. Um, you know, I think that it's, um, really important to have real support um real support but even more so to to have companies actually invest in women's golf so shit like this does not have to happen you know and also to treat us with dignity like we're not 
we're not a we're not people or a group of athletes that needs to be saved. We do need, I think there, the way that this barstool tournament felt to me was that they were like, Oh, we need to go save these girls. We need to go save women's golf. And like, for me, like, I hate that. Like I want it to be the Mm -hmm. framing of that. We want to lift up these girls. We want to like help them, which is a completely different thing than we're going to go save them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of the conversations that some folks are having is with this, I mean, like, even with all of this bullshit transphobic stuff, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. all about let's save women's sports as if, like, we're these weak damsels in distress, right? And instead, it's, like, empower all women, like, support women's rights and women's wrongs. And I think, for me, like, given Barstool's kind of history of being pretty exploitive and sexist and misogynistic Mm -hmm. it feels even more gross to me that it has that flavor of we needed to go save save these girls yeah um yeah and then again to clarify neither liz or i are saying like these athletes did anything bad like literally absolutely not. we no 500 percent would have gone and played in that i think that's amazing i think that's amazing that all of those players got to finish their careers in such a like Phoenix from the ashes kind of way. And I think for me, you know, I, I never thought, I think that's a really interesting perspective to think like, you know, they don't need saving. We don't need saving. Cause that's not, I, I couldn't even just get past my eye roll, like anger and annoyance of, of something like bar stools and foreplay putting on this event. The brand is called foreplay. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I was going to say that. I'm sorry. Like, if you're, if you can't come up with something more fucking creative than foreplay, which, like, you know for a fact that these fuckers, like, rigs don't actually believe in foreplay. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. No, no chance has They are not tender lovers. No, and 100% rigs has never made a human being come. So, like, he also 500%. He five hundred percent does not go down. He does not go down on a woman. He does not go down on any single fucking person ever. And I, which is it's the spice of life. It's It's science. The spice of life. Come on. You want to live? Do you want to live to a hundred years old? Eat, eat pussy. Eat box. That's why we look so good. (laughs) Box. I hated box. You don't like when people say box. No, I there's You're no, crazy. I feel like every You're word crazy. for like vagina crazy. and then boobs are like not as because it's like dick and cock are like really like strong alpha. words. Alpha, alpha, like baby. Alpha. But then you go to like it's like tits, nice boobs, nice, or it's like your ocean. You know, it's always gonna be like like Hephaestus. Like oh, anyway, but um. <laughs> No, I think, you know, my initial reaction to that is just, like, well, my first thought is, like, you know, you're a platform that's completely founded on the abuse of women. And then my secondary thought to that was just, like, again, it's, like, the the player impact. It's, like, the what the fuck do you actually do for golf to make golf safer and better? It's definitely not uplifting women. So, yeah. like, if you, you know... If I if I am going to play a golf course, like a like a public golf course, and I see one bar stool Saturdays are for the boys head cover or towel, I know automatically that that is not a good person for me to go talk to. Yep. And so when you have like a group of like when you have over a hundred players in the same fucking field, and it's all field as in like tournament. Yeah. And it's put on by a group that makes women feel that way. It just is like, come on. And I, and I honestly think that that's a failure of the game in general. Like, I think that's a failure of the NCAA. I think that's the failure of no backup plan. Like, oh, oh, and it does also go without saying is that um, 
So regional sites for the men's NCAA tournaments and women's NCAA tournaments are always played. They're always played at the same courses. They'll just do different weeks. The following week, they had the men's NCAA tournament at Baton Rouge, no problem. So well, it's yeah, not caring. I, I think also another thing that I was going to like, it's just, I know somebody who works at Barstool and I have like, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel bad generalizing so much because it's like, there's this part of me that's like, I don't want to generalize. I don't want to generalize. Yeah. And you know, everything that we're saying, right. It's like at its core, right. Like when you think about, mm-hmm. Um, the police institution, right? Like mm-hmm. this fundamental system is flawed and is contributing to a lot of harm in all of these yeah. ways in this country. By saying that, we're not individualizing the institution, right? There's something different about that. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, when we're coming to Barstool, right? It's not all, I hate to do the, like, not all men, but, like, there are individuals within that company that are, like, dope folks, right? But it's, like, the fundamental institution of Barstool is is, wrong. Is wrong. And then they continue to keep doing these things. Like, you have, like, you mentioned Barstool University. Exploiting college girls, I cannot, why would you want to do that? Check search history on Pornhub. Not mine. I was, whatever. Um, Don't look at my porn hub. It's, it's. Wait, <laughs> I think that's something that's really cool is there's this very prolific porn star. I can't remember her name who has, is in Euphoria now. And I'm kind of like, girl, oh, I get it. Oh yeah. Um, Faye, her character's name is Faye. Faye. Yeah. And I was like, get it girl. Like I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, sex work is work. But, you know, it's all all that to say, all of this kind of like the male sexualized fantasy of women and it's Mm -hmm. gross. It's exploitive. This person that I know had retweeted um, Portnoy's uh, kind of like, look, let me find that tweet. Um, Well, and one thing I did want to say about the Portnoy uh, bullshit is that um, his basically, uh, so multiple women have come forth and have expressed violence um, with sexual experiences that they had with this guy, and of course, his um, I don't want to I don't want to say defense, but like his response response yes was like again insinuating violence against women or encouraging violence against women so like for example the woman that you had brought up earlier when she you know she she turned to insider insider mag and that was like kind of the platform that she went with the immediate response from point was what a you know sarcastically what a great witness or like what a great story they've been coming after me for years like this kind of it's like this aggressive response that is all about discrediting the victim the woman that went through this in order for himself to feel good or to to pass blame and it's not even like you know it's not even him saying like hey i i never did this or like i only have consensual sex or you know whatever whatever other thing he could have said it's immediately about the woman being unbelievable like you like you can't believe her you have to discredit the woman. And so I think this tweet that goes along with that, like where he's, it's just like all of these different methods of gaslighting. Um, yeah. He, he tweeted this, that the person that I know who works there, who identifies as a woman retweeted, um, says, today's question of the day, did Barstool Sports discover and help launch the careers of the two most successful digital female content content creators of the last two decades, Jenna Marbles and Alex Cooper, not yeah. bad for a sexist company in a male dominated field. Who's next? You know what? Like, I, like also, where, he, uh, they didn't, they didn't yeah. launch. They definitely didn't launch the career of Jenna Marbles. No, Jenna Marbles was like our queen in 2008 when she was like making little YouTube videos. Like she's been yeah. a queen for a long time. I think, you know, like, 
It's just the epitome. It honestly, it reminds me a lot of our conversation last week of this idea of alpha. Yeah, you know exactly. Like yeah. it, it's this false presentation of a brand, an image, even a self. Like Portnoy is like the fucking like he is the Grayson Wolf. He is the Grayson Wolf, being like you know, I'm I'm. I have done this for so many women, so how can I be sexist? But meanwhile, there's a list of women that are coming forward and talking about the violence that he himself has given them, not given, has traumatized them with. And then you have somebody being like, not bad for a sexist company. Well, where's where's your response to women that are coming forward with violence against your guy? Your big, your big fucking guy. It's just a fucking cult. At the end of the day, it's a fucking cult. It's this cult cult of preserving masculinity, right? Like, because isn't that, this is an extreme example. And I am saying this is an extreme example. When you look at what the KKK, right? Like, what was the KKK or any of these white nationalist groups based off of? It's this fear of losing their power, um, of mm-hmm. wanting to protect their masculinity, their their power, right? Which, mm-hmm. in this sense, is 999% male power, right? Um, in like, this anxious masculinity type of shit. That's um, what it feels like, but... No, yeah. and it is, right? Because, like, when you look at all of these things, like, who are these groups attacking? It's those who are easy to pick out, the marginalized folks, and Always. the ones that seem to be, pres- you know, like marginalized folks who are succeeding, right? So it's no threat mm-hmm. at all before marginalized folks are su- succeeding. But now they're succeeding. Fuck, they're coming after our power. And so that's how it was like very kind of like a long way of saying it really feels like Barstool's whole thing is to, you know, they're seeing women succeeding. They're seeing the fact that, like, nobody is really paying attention to women. And so here they're going to swoop in, save women, but still continue to uh, position them in this kind of, like, victim, damsel in distress type of narrative so that Mm -hmm. it doesn't – ultimately, they're the victors in the story. It's not about the women. They can't lose. Yeah. Yeah. It's about how Barstools put them on. Barstools. Barstool puts them on or puts – you know, gives them a platform or whatever. And, and I, it's you know, so gross when, like, look, there are Taylor so... Made is doing this shit now, right? Exactly. Like... And, you know, I, I want to kind of give um, a call to action for people that do listen to this because there are so many wonderful golf groups out there that you can support that actually give a fuck about people. And I mean, pe- like... I don't, I don't mean people that play golf. I mean people outside of golf. Like, first and foremost, our beloved Calamari Airlines. So, yeah. Maya and I are part of a wonderful crew that all, like, it is all about true inclusion. Like, our queer folk, our trans folk, our working man folk are like it's it's a true group and it's a true group that has a lot of love for each other and we're all connected by golf calamari is the first group you should go support and what's really dope about the mari group is that it's full of a bunch of folks that you don't that look like i mean i'm just gonna say it they look like the carhartt wearing guys who are like gonna like we're weed all smoking. we're all weed smoking fucking burnouts, baby, and that's what brings and us like, together. And that's the fucking crazy. Well, yeah, that's thing. what I was gonna say, mm-hmm. right? Like because there. So when I look at the boys like the Mari boys' page, I'm like, holy fuck, who are these dudes? Like, I want to be like, am I going to be accepted by them? But what's dope is that even though they're still like a group of white dudes, right, with like, uh, you know, Liz and I and a few others, kind of part of the gang they still are, like, really, we want to be inclusive, right? Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Look, at the end of the day, they are they are making... So, like, the Mar- what we love so much about Mari is that they make it a point to include women, people of color, queer folk. Like, they just haven't gotten as much outreach yet. Like, they're still working in that outreach kind of phase. 
And so, you know, the second, like the second really big group that I want to shout out is random random golf club. Mm -hmm. So random, when I worked with them in, um, November for the breaking series at Pinehurst, that was truly the safest that I have ever felt in a large, a large golf group setting. So basically more than, you know, my foursome or whoever I'm playing with that day, they like, it is, it is a group that gets a lot of people. It, it introduces people to golf. Like, you know, Eric, Eric Lang and his whole staff are so talented and they're so good about true inclusion. Like, Oftentimes when people say grow the game, I think the disconnect, it's like this, this whole barstool shit. It's like grow the game, but they're only saying that to people who have been playing golf for a while. Like they don't say grow the game to, um, a kid that lives in a predominantly black neighborhood or a kid that, um, whose parents are incarcerated or one of their parents are incarcerated. You know, like there are just so many big uh, they're just like literally not going to say grow the game to a kid of color no matter what so it's like barstool speaks any- to a, a a white male cis hetero like literally frat again, boy frat it's boy like stereotypical the safest, frat boy. the safest group of people like And I think, again, like, I think about all of our other conversations, and if there's two things that I want to bring up in every single episode, it's that growing the game means reaching out to specific people that don't get the opportunity, that don't have the resources. So again, kids of color, kids that live in underserved communities, uh, you know, like, pockets that don't get that safety, that protection. And the second thing I always want to bring up in every single mess uh, episode is that Bryson and Brooks are going to kiss. They need to kiss. They, they need, need to, kiss. to kiss. And those are the two things that I'm going to bring up in every single fucking episode. And that's, that's that. But, but yeah, kind of yeah. like to close out the bar stool. And I like Liz and I could go on for fucking ever about this, oh, but you. it is like at the end of the day, representation really matters and what the golf world has not seemed to understand is that goes both ways for represent like good representation right Mm -hmm. and harmful representation and Mm -hmm. here when you're seeing folks like rigs get platformed and praised in these ways um Mm -hmm. and you see all sorts of other like fucking hank haney continuing to be hank haney even though he said some very racist shit not too long ago right that is showing the golf world's like being like yeah these are our people like we support affirming these the people. stereotypes yeah like they're affirming... validating the shit mm-hmm. and i will and so say it's too like, you know i i always i always find myself asking a similar question especially when stuff like this happens like a rigs or a barstools person like I always just want to ask, like, do you know a single queer person or do you care for a single queer person? Like, is there someone in your life that is trans that you care about? Because my, my immediate answer to that is if you don't like, you know, a lot more queer people than you think you do. And well, it, and people from it's not solely queer folks, it's like they know women, they know people of color, they know disabled folks, they know folks from like different socioeconomic statuses. And I think that, like, something that's hard and something that I also want to just like emphasize is when we're talking about growing the game, it doesn't mean for just one narrow group of folks, and I, I was, think that's where it gets. Mm. Right, like, that's where we get lost, because I think a lot of these companies, and especially, uh, you know, in the wake of George Floyd's murder, right, a lot of companies are like, inclusion, got it, race. And there isn't, Mm -hmm. and yes, that's incredibly important and vitally so, right? Mm -hmm. And not being intersectional about it, right, like, including uh, recognition for other marginalized groups, right? You're creating this hierarchy of oppression which completely defeats the purpose of actual inclusion Mm -hmm. and so yep it's yeah 
it's just insane. It's like, do these people even think about that aside from making themselves feel good because they like donated to a cause? Yeah, because they they met the bare minimum. And I, you know, I I do want to also, one of my last talking points that I want to be about this, and then we'll move on to the lip out, but growing the game doesn't always mean a good thing, right? Like, yeah. growing the game with within this kind of <laughs> uh, subgenre of person is actually really toxic and uh, doesn't grow the game. P- sets the game back years and years and years. If every barstool fucker is the forefront of golf, then, it, it, you know, it may as well be 1950, you know, it, it you know it, it may as well just be you know back to when only cis hetero white people could go play golf white men could go play golf so you know i my i guess you know what i want to leave people feeling though is i really again i want to emphasize that there are really wonderful people in the golf space and um Another thing I want to say is that if you see a guy with the Saturdays or for the boys head cover, you give me their fucking name. And we will give me their name. hunt them down and I physically will. fight them. I will harass them until, I don't know, they don't, they become a beta man, not an alpha man. <laughs> and God. on that note, Liz, mm-hmm. let's dive into the lip out. This is the lip out. Oh no, it lived out. Let's do it. Can I can I tell you an honest an honest thing? Yes. I forget our lip out prompt. Oh, so our lip out prompt is what golf course gives you the most nightmares? <laughs> Every single one that I ever played on the Symmetra Tour. No, that's not true. Wait, did you ever play fucking Morongo when you were on Symmetra? No, I never did West Coast because it was too okay, expensive. Okay, that was that was hell. That Fuck I mean, I, I remember that it was always, is that the one that's in North, like wine country, like Northern California or Southern California? Uh, Southern California. Oh, okay. Cause I remember the one in Northern California, which was like kind of in wine country. It was always hell because the weather was, they would always play it like early in the season in like March yeah. and the weather was always terrible yeah. and windy. Um, okay. So the top three, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You go first. Okay, so the top three courses that make my uh, guts just, I never want to play there again. First one is the Blessings in Arkansas. It's the University of Arkansas's home course. Um, It's fucking hard, first off. So I played there, okay, so I've played there twice. Yes, twice. I played there once as a junior golfer. I was there for... um, the AJGA had their tournament of champions there and um LOL AJGA <laughs> since since I was in that field that meant I won an AJGA tournament I actually won 3 in my career so wow eat my ass. anyway so I played there once when I was 17 and it is it's like a, so to describe it a little bit uh it's very like there's a couple of blind uh shots you don't really always know exactly where you're going the second hole is this par five that has a giant tree in the middle of the fairway um there are the so there's like this like nasty it's not a hazard but it's just like woods and like junk areas but if you hit it into them they're not marked as a hazard so it's a lost ball so you just have to keep hitting it's great so I played there once when I was 17 for this TOC. And then in college, we had, before the SEC tournament became a neutral site, we used to rotate between all the schools in yeah. alphabetical order. So we played there for my sophomore year. And I'll never forget, we were, like, going through, like, the notes of the course, and I was trying to explain to my teammates how fucking hard this golf course is. I'm like, you guys, it's hard. Duh. Like, it's Cora, really shut tough. the fuck up. Sorry. And um, none of my teammates believed me, and we played like shit that year. So the blessings by far and away. Okay, um, we're only going to do one this time. Okay, that's fine. Because I could, I got 15 that give me nightmares. No, I got go 15 off. too. And I was like, wait, I think like if we keep going on, we could go on for like four hours. Yeah, we'll be here all fucking about, night. Just yeah. talking about t- trauma and traumatic holes that we've played at golf. Exactly. Oh, 
Okay, so what's yours? Um, okay, so I Oak Valley in uh, Southern California. I can't remember Google it. what Oak Valley. It's where the Open Qualifier is held, but also it's where in college. In Beaumont. Yes, fucking Beaumont. Um, it's also where we my like we had our section, our league championships, whatever, like regionals. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking no. Um, and I, it's I fucking hate that golf course I so love much. I love I, that like, so much. I can't even describe. Like it shouldn't be as hard as it is, but oh my god, the wind! That thing, as soon as it gets windy, it fucks you up. Like just yes. wildly fucks you up. I I am looking at the um the website right now, and it says. It's like from straight out of 1999. It, oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Actually, 2009, it says here at the bottom. It's home to the second stage PGA Tour qualifying school and countless other tournaments. It's got a hotel there. It has a junior golf academy. It um, is but like these photos fully like haven't been updated since 2009. So like there's a dude. Oh my god, this is fucking amazing. I'm taking screenshot after screenshot on this. Of Oak Valley. There's like there's a girl, there's a little girl that's got a a big wide horizontal striped shirt. It's 2009. So like think Aeropostale like polo. <laughs> and she's wearing knee length Bermuda plaid shorts. It's I mean, 2009. I, I probably wore. I probably I was, wore that. Yeah, we were. I was Wait, wearing that. Wait, even looking at these school. pictures, I'm having like <laughs> waves of like weird nostalgia trauma. Yeah, welcome to golf. It's just nostalgia just, and trauma that just puts you on an I internal remember loop. On one of I remember on one of the holes, I it was literally 18. We were coming down the stretch. And I had to pee so bad. There was no bathroom nearby. And I was like, mm. I can't just hold it and play this hole. And so I just like yeah. ran off into the bushes and peed. And apparently my coach was like all the way down there being like, what the fuck is happening? Maya, what the fuck is happening? And she was like freaking out. Not, I mean, just like way over. She was like, I don't know what's happening. And she thought oh. that she was going to have to like come over. And it was funny because like, like, I'm just pissing. Like, I just had to pee. Like I can't I'm just pissing. like normalize peeing and normalize not women. It in. Normalize people with vaginas pissing in the woods, just like shitty dudes and people with dicks. Yeah, honestly. Exactly. Honestly. All um yeah, I love that golf um has a way of like again, you never burn like wonderful moments in your life, in your golf career. You never like burn the like time you shot under par or the the tournament that was your lowest tournament total like i couldn't tell you a shit moment uh, any moment from when i won in colorado but yes i can tell you the last time i made a nine on a par three yes i can do that there's this one hole at oak valley where it's still on this hole it's Mm -hmm. it's a par three and it's Mm -hmm. just directly down and it's next to the highway too highways here you have like ob like over here mm-hmm. just and then straight down and the wind is always fucking you up so you're like well technically it should be like two clubs down but now the wind is coming up so like is it gonna fuck up my distance i'm just and, gonna hit this and hope and then the, the green is like drop off. it's like a little plateau so like <laughs> and then there's Anyways. a clown mouth in the middle of the green and exactly. then there's a fucking windmill you know exactly. what Hopefully we can find our way back to these golf courses and just fucking really shoot seventy seven. When we, go seven. <laughs> when we <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I hope I get to return and you know really return with vengeance and shoot five over par. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when we're in San Diego for the Mari tournament, we should go up mm-hmm. to Beaumont and play. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jacob and I two... are fully going to be there for like. At least five or six days, I'm sure. We'll, we'll make yeah. it a trip. Anyway, um, if you haven't already followed our IG page, it's loose.impediments. And it's fun. We turn out really good um, prompts. Like, you know, tell us, again, tell us what your top three uh, PGA Tour professionals that you would like to make out with. Which, update on that, Maya. Most people have said Rory. Yeah, 
obvious the only answer the only answer is rory mcelroy you know what's interesting though nobody said bryson dechambeau and I, I think that's really telling because he's too busy making out with brooks so anyway as i was saying you know i think it's really important to love golf but to also um strive to make it a better place for people and that's what we're trying to do so um yeah follow us on the ig page you can find me at shank.meany you can find me at Maya S. Reddy, and we'll see you on the next episode. We'll see you next time, you fucking jocks. Bye. Bye.